Welcome to Two Nerds Start a Podcast. I'm Eleanor. I'm Derek. Um, and this week we have an extra special mini it's episode. Two Nerds Start a mini cast for you. All right, so we're going to be releasing this in between, sometime in between our full episodes. You guys have been actually asking for more content and us to release I'm surprised. more things, which is really cool. Um, so we're just going to... They like us. I will be doing this from some t- time to time. We'll just be dropping some surprise surprises in your feed. All right. right so, so we're not going to reference any episodes. Well, we'll reference, but we're not going to talk about too much because we don't know where the, when the hell yeah, we're we going to be releasing these. Gonna, yeah. So, you know. Just start. So, Derek, I have a story for you today. It's my mini today, so I'm going to tell you a little story. I've been trying to get her to tell me before, but she mm. doesn't. And, and she made me promise not to look it up, so I have yes. not done so. Yes. Have you ever heard of CRISPR? Uh, yeah. Not I like the lettuce CRISPR. The no, what? The tech. lettuce CRISPR. There's a lettuce called CRISPR? No, the lettuce CRISPR in your fridge, the part of your fridge that's called a lettuce oh, CRISPR. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wow. I got right. confused. Yes, I've heard of CRISPR, the, the molecular... Okay, cool. We'll be talking a little bit about CRISPR today. Okay. In 2012, a team of two scientists made up of two women, Emmanuel Charpentier, and a, fren- a French microbiologist, and Jennifer Doudna, an American biochemist working at the University of California, Berkeley, made a revolutionary discovery that would change the world of DNA editing. They figured out that a protein found in the immune system of a streptococcus species, that's a bacterial species, called the Cas9 protein, can work like a scissors, identifying virus DNA and snipping it out of the cell. This protein could significantly reduce the time and accuracy needing for DNA editing, giving scientists and medical professionals the ability to engineer DNA and cure the incurable. Ooh. Meanwhile... Another team from the Broad Institute was working on similar research, focusing on the application of this technology, which came (coughs) to be known as CRISPR. Both teams applied to patent the technology, which led to a very, very, very public and nasty patent dispute. The UC Berkeley team, that's our ladies, filed a patent interference on the Broad Institute's patent application. Even though the Doudna UC Berkeley team had been the first to discover this technology and its applications, the team at Broad had gone a step further and figured out a way to actually use CRISPR in eukaryotic cells in a way that would work. So UC Berkeley found the technology. Broad University was the first to actually apply the technology. The U.S. Patent Office eventually ruled that the Broad Institute's work was different from that of UC Berkeley and allowed their patent application to proceed. UC Berkeley appealed the decision, but eventually lost the appeal, and the patent was awarded to the Broad Institute. That was the, they were the ones who... Applied it. So they weren't the ones that found it. They were the ones that applied it. Right, 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 yeah. So despite inventing the technology, the Charpentier (laughs) Doudna team was unable to patent it for themselves. Even in stories about CRISPR technology, we saw writers beginning to focus more and more on researchers from the Broad team and other um, research institutes, mm-hmm. sometimes completely erasing the UC Berkeley team from the narrative in the stories that they were writing. But in 2020, it's the season of justice because in October 2020, sure. last week, the Nobel Prize in Chemistry was awarded to Emmanuel Charpentier and Jennifer Doudna for their discovery of CRISPR. They are the sixth and seventh women to win the Nobel Prize in Chemistry ever. 
and they're also the first women to actually jointly win the Nobel Prize in Chemistry with no man attached. This is injustice. This is justice. <laughs> this is this is this is justice. Charpentier she went on and said that she wants her win to be a positive message to young girls who would like to follow the path of science. And she added that she wished it shows them that women in science can also have an impact through the research that they are performing. I've been following this story for since it's been going on for years. Yeah, you've I think you've mentioned things like this before. Right. I've actually written a blog I uh, wrote a blog post about it while it was going on. Because for me, I mean I understood the whole the idea of the patent, but it right. it just felt so unfair that they weren't if, if both of them had been able to get it, then I would have felt better. But it was felt so unfair that they found the technology and then they weren't receiving any sort of form. Yeah. I I guess that's Patent. I mean, you can make money off a patent. Yeah, you can make money off a patent. To monetize That's complicated, work. though. It is complicated. It, it comes down... I mean, it's you, you find out this material can do something. Sure. But then if somebody beats you to actually, like, figuring out how, how, how to implement it properly, then who did the, you know... Right, and, and the U.S. Patent Office would have agreed with that right um, yeah and i think for me it was it was just very shocking to see because I, I would have followed up with CRISPR stories ho- when i said that they were really erased from the narrative right I yeah i didn't see anything said about them right um and it's almost like well they made the discovery but nobody cares and i don't want to get all you know on my sexist soapbox here but we know that get on the a, soapbox there, there is a pattern in in science especially when we're talking about nobel prizes of men the ones who deserved it, yes. Men <laughs> using the work of women, for example, Watson and Crick, the father, the quote-unquote fathers of DNA, who stole their um, pictures from Rosalind Franklin, whatever, whatever. Right, you have cases nah, nah, like that happened. where women made the discoveries; no they case. don't get the credit for it, but their male counterparts do. Especially in the old, like now we see it changing. Now we're at the what sixth and seventh women to win the chemistry prize yeah. in all the years of the Nobel Prize being awarded. So what, what's going to happen is you don't have to worry. Let me explain what's going to happen here. Soon, a lot of those older people are going to die. And what you're going to get is you're going to get people or, or men like me who the concept of, I'm going to be honest here, and I know it's, it's true, but the concept of uh, the fact that um, men are more in charge in science baffles me. As, as somebody, if I looked at only what I've experienced, because okay. far right. more right. of the people right. I associate with yeah. are women. Yeah. Most of my lectures have been, w- yeah. well, yeah, yeah, I would say, well, well, well for me, it was pretty, well, for me, it was pretty 50-50, but a lot of the ones that I, the males that I had are gone now. Yeah. Right. Because I, 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 and the females I, were better as well. We for had me, some, some of the, some of the males was pretty good. But yeah, no, I mean, definitely my favorite, two of my favorite lectures were women. Uh, Professor Roy and Dr. Amarakun. I'm not saying that because they're my supervisors now, but you yeah. know, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, but so for me, for me, it, it, it's uh, it's weird because even the postgrads are yeah, there's a lot of most of our postgrads are, are girls women. or women. Um, so I mean, it's all, all that's gonna happen is the men are gonna die, and then you're gonna have guys like me coming up who we're just like, okay, so you're fine. It's, yeah, I mean, it's gonna and, happen. And even I think like from from me, I I follow a lot of scientists on Twitter, especially over the past couple months because they've been doing these black in microbiology week black in mobile week black in chem week oh so, yeah um there's a lot of role calling going on and you're able to interface with scientists across the world and there are a lot of women working on everything yeah i'm not saying that there are not a lot of men don't get me wrong there's both yeah but there, there's both um and 
you know, I'm happy, as I said, 2020 might be the year of justice. We're not where we need to be in terms of gender equality in science. Mm. And I want to say this because I think sometimes we think that science is a perfect field. So we're exempt for things like sexism and racism and um, Did we ever think politics? Well, people do think that. Yeah, people think yeah, science yeah. is sort of exempt from all of that. And it's not because there are people in science and wherever you have people, you're going to have the same consideration. Science right. is political. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of... It's it's I'm I, I was when I woke up and I saw because I had I, I didn't remember anything about CRISPR after this oh, yeah. wrapped up in yeah. 2018 2019 I you know I kind of forgot about it when I woke up in the morning and I saw that they won the Nobel Prize I was like yes it just felt like justice it just felt like finally they at least get some recognition for because what they did is really 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 important yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. CRISPR can change how we deal with disease. Um, treatment it can deal with it can change everything literally yeah. like everything genetic engineering it's a, it's a whole new ball game that CRISPR has opened up yeah. so I'm happy that to share this with our listeners I actually think it was a good way for it to go because I do think that there is something to be said for being it, okay they definitely discovered it obviously that's important mm-hmm. but there is also something to be said to be the first team to implement and what gets discovered yeah. and get it to work so that on both sides, both sides definitely deserve yeah, recognition. For the record, I'm not here trying to say that what the Broad Institute did was not important right, yeah. or that their research was substandard or anything like, right. anything like that. And I see why they get the patents mm-hmm. because to, I mean, it's hard, just the way patent laws work, to even like to try to give both of them the patent, that would be, that would be basically impossible because what would the, the like they discovered it, but what would your patent be if, another person had the patent for using it mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. i get i get where that came from but I, I they definitely deserve recognition for it and i think that this is the fact that they're the ones that got the prize r- for discovering it rather yeah. than the group that did the implementation yeah. i think is i that's yeah. the way i think it should have gone. i do I, I feel like it, it's it's justice it brought it right around so that's our little mini episode that was fun we hope you enjoyed it yeah um and we'll see you next time soon bye